This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area. It's THN cover to cover for Saturday, April 16th. My name is Matt Baum. Good morning and welcome, Joe Patrick. How are you today? Good morning, Matt Baum. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, how are you? <laughs> You're doing okay. Just okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, just okay. Yeah. Look, look. I don't want to That's all Everybody, we can ask for these days. No, that's fine. It's like, look. Life's tough. Uh, as Matt said, I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and over Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and, of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Just like Joe said, this is the live show, so we need you to play along. Jump into our Zoom like Dan from CT. I believe that's Oh, shit. It's Dan just from did. Connecticut. <laughs> Which is great. I wish we would go full on Jim Rome and everybody would just start being clones and we'd have like, oh, it's Steve from Sheboygan, you know, coming at yeah. you. Like, what's with these Brian. bears? Huh? Come on. <laughs> Brian from New Jersey. You're on the air. I don't you know can find the link to jump into the Zoom we just mentioned on the top of the live stream on our Facebook or you can join the Facebook chat and just chat with us. If you can't be here live, that's fine, too. You can leave us a message at our THN hotline. You can find this phone number on Facebook as well. It is 402-819-4894. That's also on our website. Or send an MP3 to TwoEditNerd at gmail.com before we open the phone lines and start talking to these jerks, Joe. We used to do a full-on nerd news thing. We got tired of that because it was too much work. So now we just kind of reset some headlines. In Look, a little segment, we call it. week, man. You don't got to keep explaining it. They're news. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's everybody's first comic, right? It, any show. Oh, could like be Dan from Connecticut. First show. He Dan might not know what the hell's going on. We don't know. Maybe he's yeah. on here just to, you know, wag his stuff in front of us. We'll find out. <laughs> so. Well, you don't let him go on video, so I hope that's the, not the case. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the news, just be aware that we will likely be discussing uh, recent nerdy TV and movies like Star Trek Picard, um, Halo. I doubt it. It's boring. No one else Man, wants to talk about it. No. Okay. So the best part about Halo, it's like the reviews, the good reviews I've seen for Halo. It's like, it's getting a little better every week, which is exactly mm. what people who had COVID say. And like, as they're coming in, they're like, yeah, I'm getting I feel a, quite it as terrible as yeah. I did. Like, I still feel bad, but it not sucked quite pretty as bad, bad, but it's getting better, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, we're definitely going to talk about Moon Knight. That's a given. Woo. And I have it on good authority that we have a Morbius report or a Morb report, if you will, ah. um, from the Master of Coin. But that's an audio recording, so we might not be – you might not have to worry about that on the live portion. Yeah, you have to the, download the show to get yeah. that. But, you know, somebody might want to talk about Morbius, so just be aware. Don't we have, like, a question um, of the week or something, too? Isn't that – Yeah. Well, we, we got nerd news, though, to uh, oh, reset sorry, before sorry. we get into that. Uh, is Warner Media getting a complete overhaul I love again? It. I love it. <laughs> uh, now, something that I I wasn't aware was happening, but Discovery, as in the Discovery Channel – Yeah. Uh, which is actually a, a large corporation that owns many media outlets like mm -hmm. TLC, whatever, whatever, History Channel. Um, they bought Warner Media. I did not know that. Yes, this is all part of their their streaming like gargantuan idea. And, so. and I have to say, I actually feel kind of good about that because I'd much rather Discovery own it than AT and T. 
So uh, maybe I'm split. Anyway, we'll yeah. talk about that if anybody like, wants to talk about so it. So you're saying Discovery is like your favorite conglomerate or like? <laughs> no, I'm saying that I'm saying that Discovery Channel is an entertainment company known for making programs that entertain people. Yeah. Like Not, uh, Sister Wives. They also make, they also have the Food Network and the Discovery Channel yeah. and the uh, History Channel. It's big not World, just Little wives. People. That was the other one, right? They made that too. Right? Little People, Big World. Hey, yeah. look, that show is great. So if you say so. Don't, <laughs> yeah, I do say so. It's a good show. Okay. Uh, the Dead Boy Detectives are coming to HBO Max. That's fun. Uh, I did not even know that the Dead Boy Detectives have made an appearance on the Doom Patrol. So that's egg on my face. They certainly did. Um, Ram V and Raphael Albuquerque are taking over Detective Comics. That is exciting news. I think that is the best news. I, Ram that's V. That's so good. That guy. I am so proud of him. He's one of my favorite up and coming writers. If you're not reading his Catwoman, his Swamp Thing, go find them. They're so good. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I need somebody to explain the concept of all out Avengers to me because I've read the description three times and I still don't understand. Okay. So there's a uh, part of the description that I wanted to call out because I think it's great. And it, it made me, it reminded me of something that we do every week when we're like, why, what is exactly happening here? So the guy who uh, is writing it, he's the same guy that wrote that Captain America and Iron Man thing that yeah, we reviewed. Yeah, which I hated. They but, tricked okay. you into into reading. Thinking yeah, Derek that was, Landy, right? Yeah, like it was something important. It turns out it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. He says, what I want to do was figure out the best way to put the Avengers in the exact same situation as the reader. They're aware that something is happening, but they don't know why. Sounds like a strong skimmit to me, right? <laughs> I, I don't, it's like, it sounds like a question we openly ask. I, Every I time we read a comic uh, book, we're like, why? <laughs> what is yeah, this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so I kind of get the, I kind of get what he's saying where it's like, yeah, like there are these crazy things happening, but they don't always automatically know why. You're you're seeing things from the Avengers perspective. Sure. You're not getting like right. And then a cutaway scene to the villain explaining his plan to his yeah. The, the Watcher engineer. is not going to show up and be like normally I wouldn't yeah, interfere, yeah. but like, I need so to tell I, you like, exactly what's going on. <laughs> I like I kind of I kind of get that in theory, but I don't understand why that makes a more entertaining comic book. Yeah. And also they picked Greg Land as the artist, so really, it's strike one, two, and three before yeah. the book's even out. Also, uh, four uh, Avengers titles. I didn't even know Savage Avengers was still a thing, and it's being relaunched. It is relaunched. still a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, but it's still going. Who's reading uh, Savage uh, Avengers? Somebody out there is reading it. I want to know. And they're you like, know you know what? I, I, I like Conan in my Avengers. <laughs> I, I think people think it's pretty good. I, really? I don't read it. Okay. But I think that it's pretty favorably reviewed uh, as for what it is. Like it's uh, Yes, it says Savage Avengers, but really it's... You know, it's a Conan with some superheroes in it. Yeah. Todd Turner reads Savage Avengers. He just raised his hand. So, all right, well, Todd, good on you, bud. Todd, I want a full uh, report. Let's get to the question of the week, let's which was submitted by Willie Toots. Speaking of guys that uh, probably love Savage Avengers, I don't know if he reads it actually. Um, Willie Toots asks, "What comic book story or series do you own in multiple formats or versions?" For example, uh, you've bought multiple printings of a comic or you have something that you've purchased in floppy trade paperback and hardcover, or you've got the same trade volumes, but you keep buying them because they keep changing the trade, uh, the cover dressing. You can't help. It. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just like, yeah, something that something you love so much that you've bought multiple times in multiple formats or multiple versions. I think that's a great question. I love it. Uh, so thank you, Toots. Let's get into it. Let's get into it right away here with our buddy, JD Got a Catch. JD, good morning. How are you? And what are we rapping about today, more importantly? I'm 
I'm good. Uh, real quick, that nonstop Avengers. Uh, I'm disappointed in the creative team, and I, I don't know. I'm just upset because the one thing about that that looks awesome is the lineup. Yeah, the lineup looks cool. I like that. And I'm like, why can't we get a good creative team working with that lineup? Because I, I love it when Spider-Woman's on the Avengers. I do too. I love oh, Spider-Woman yeah. and the Avengers, but I don't think any of it's permanent. It kind of makes it sound like every issue, it, it could change. It seems like kind of a Secret Defenders kind of thing. Yeah. Sec- uh, again, which is something they just, like, didn't they just announce something just like that? Yeah. It's like, know, but we just talked about Secret Avengers last week. But Or Secret Defenders, I mean. But uh, Avengers Forever. But yeah, Secret, Secret Avengers was the, no, Secret Avengers was the same thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, we did talk about that where it's like Involving whoever needs to be on the that. mission is on the mission. Right, right, right. And it's like, well, well okay, then th- this is the same book we've gotten, except now with like less explanation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh. But uh, so over at the Lake House, they just uh, did something kind of un- unheard of. They just dropped all 10 issues yes. of X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine. Really? Yeah, yeah, they put it out. Dropped early. all ten of them on on Marvel Unlimited. So I've been reading them, and uh, I just finished up with Inferno. And the one thing that I just realized I wanted to touch on with those that no one has been talking about is how big of a badass Cipher just turned into. Uh huh. I love Cipher's. It. Yeah, I, I, I love like Cipher being a devious little ass. Yeah, he's the linchpin of all of this because his, you know, because he's all like cozy with Krakoa, so yeah, he sees everything. He's also he's the only person that can talk to Krakoa yeah. and Krakoa is the only person that can like speak to him in return. Yeah. So we don't even really know if <laughs> yeah. he's delivering us the whole truth, you know, like, he could be running a, a con on everybody. Right. Yeah. And then the whole like and then the whole uh, warlock being his arm and not being his. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I fascinated it. with the, the I, I kind of feel like it all. I kind of feel like if Krakoa had an agenda and Doug was like saying something different, that Krakoa would probably just swallow Doug up. But, oh, no, no, but no. here's think, the thing. I, I think, I think, Krakoa or maybe they're working together. Like they could be working together for something. Yeah. They could yeah. be working together, but Krakoa speaks that weird language of dots and like, you know, geometric yeah. <laughs> shapes. So he says, All right, tell him it's time for lunch. And then he goes, All right, dots and shape language back at you. And then he turns everybody and goes, We're not having lunch today. And Krakoa goes, yeah, that sounded good to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't speak that language. I only speak the dots. Oh, and shape right. He That's what I'm saying. He doesn't yeah. understand what's being translated. Right. Back. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and that gotcha, could be, gotcha, and we yeah. keep seeing Cypher, like he keep, they keep doing this thing where like Doug Ramsey back in the day was like nerdy, smiling kid. Like, Oh, I'm super sweet. Mm-hmm. And he got killed and we felt really bad. And Warlock tried to bring him back and it was really creepy. And I loved yeah. it. And Deadlock. yeah, the whole deadlock thing was terrifying. And then we brought him back again, which fine. But now he's kind of smirking and smiling and raising eyebrows and stuff. Like uh-huh. I think there's something going on with Cypher. Oh yeah. He married yeah. a crazy weird alien girl. Who's like a murderer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from, from she's a warrior bad it's different yeah sorry part my bad sorry <laughs> so yeah i've been really enjoying that um but uh so i'm, I'm looking in look looking forward to reading more of that uh answer of the week uh, i think you guys probably know i've talked about it a lot but the my favorite comic book of all time is planetary and yeah. so i've got the i've got the individual issues i've got the trades i've got the hardcovers and i have the giant like doorstop omnibus which has the best 
trade dress in my opinion if you take the dust cover off it's gorgeous like it looks like a planetary guide yeah it's so cool and it's one of those things that i didn't discover until maybe a couple years after i had it yeah and it's because the the cover kind of got a little mad i was like oh no oh no don't bend and i pulled it off went what is it (gasps) oh my god (laughs) this is gorgeous (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) yeah and I, i think a lot of it is is i don't have the uh uh I have the omnibus, but it's one of those omni- omnibi that you like need a lectern to read. So I'm glad I have it in other formats too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I okay. So omnibuses, super mm-hmm. guilty of buying omnibuses. I hate them. I <laughs> love omnibuses. Like I think they're the coolest and I will sit down and try and read them. Like I'm going to read my omnibus. And it's like a little <laughs> kid with like a gigantic toy. It's like, I'm going to play with this now, you know? And like that kid can't play with that. You know, like, look how big it is. He looks like an idiot. And I'm like sitting on the couch, with my giant book and both like my dogs like make- come over and like, can we sit with you? That, that What is this in your lap? This is huge. You know, <laughs> it's preposterous. And it's like when I tried to make the GI Joe space shuttle fly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I'm going to go push the GI Joe aircraft carrier around my sandbox you know like no yeah, you look right. like a moron <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then i give up i'm like i don't know, just read on my ipad you know <laughs> like, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah just find them on comiXology but they look so yeah. cool on my shelf they yeah. look so cool yeah, hey you know what congratulations congrats <laughs> so one other thing i want to talk about real quick was uh i was listening to another podcast and i I realize how much I love you guys. Cause I was going to say, I thought we agreed. You weren't going to listen to any other podcast. We talked no, about sometimes you, know, you have to do it for research. Okay. It, all right. Yeah. Some, all right. All yeah. right. I'll let that go. And, and, and it's yep. like, and you guys are the only one. I feel like you guys are the only comics podcast that I listen to that. I don't scream at while I'm listening to it. <laughs> cause it's like, yeah. this is, I'm not even going to say who they are. Cause I don't want to put them on. Blast, I even so, scream at our show when I listen to it. I'm like, just spit it out. You idiot. <laughs> you know? so last week they were, they were reviewing uh, X-Men unlimited number one. Okay. And it's the, the Hickman. infinite comic, right? Okay. That's the thing though. It's the Hickman and Shelby. And they're all like, I don't know where this book came from. I didn't even see it in the solicits. I don't know what it's all about. <laughs> I'm just like, well, how didn't you, how did they cool. not see it in the solicits? It would have had to have been solicited. Well, yeah, I, I think I the idea being is like, they didn't do any prep work at all. And they're no, like, right, nobody yeah, stuck this. A, where was, where was the billboard? Nobody drove a van in front of my house <laughs> with like, a giant hey, poster. Like, like, you know? <laughs> hey, look guys, you're like, here's a pro tip for anybody out there that needs to do quick comic research and does not have access to the guts of the diamond comics ordering system. Previewsworld.com. Yeah. Yeah, anything that's in previews is in previewsworld.com. Yeah. So but just I, Google it. Right. But here's the other thing too is like for that particular book, go to marvel.com. For sure. I mean like marvel.com. Just come yeah, on. Right. Yeah, just check the Marvel <laughs> website or just type in Marvel Unlimited Jonathan Hickman and Google. Yeah. I'm sure something will come up. Because we're not going to see like, the like the tax preparatory guy with the sign spinning around that's like X-Men Unlimited, number one, yeah, coming I mean, soon. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be reviewing a book, I mean, I think like pulling it off the shelf of the of the comic shop is not enough. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. But uh and it, it was just funny because I'm just sitting there and it's like, and it was just the whole like they went on for five minutes about how this book came out of nowhere and they didn't even know Jonathan Hickman was writing a book or that he'd ever collaborated with Declan Shelby. So, okay. Like there's nothing wrong 
with not knowing this stuff. So let me right. let me just put that out there because like yeah 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 no we don't want to gatekeep but but to come yeah. on and be like well I know all this crap and I've never heard of that you know like now you sound like a moron just be like yeah. oh man I didn't know these guys worked together now I want to go back and find out uh, other stuff they did they did work together wow you yeah. know like uh, like uh, I mean like, <laughs> just be nice I, about it <laughs> I I try to come at I try to come at it from a place of self-awareness where like i understand that my situation in particular is unique among comic fans in that not only have i been reading for the vast majority of my life but i also spent a decade and a half living and breathing it well really if you count the podcast and the comic book shops it's been since 2001 so it's been 21 years that I have like been uh, drowning in the comic book industry, not just the comic book fandom side. Right. And so uh, like not everybody has that, you know, and I sure. get it. Sure. Um, but, and that's uh, okay. You know, like, look, the only thing I hate more than a gatekeeper is someone who pretends to be a gatekeeper. But yeah, I mean, on the other hand, the, like the flip side of that is like, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to like, be mad at somebody for not having all the information. Right. But if you're going to go out there and proclaim your, um, yeah. your genius knowledge of it and then right. get it way wrong, then, it, you know, you know, and that's I think like, like, like if my buddy Alex, you know, at work picked up the comic and like, Oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. I'm be like, Oh, that's cool. You should check this out. But if I've got them in my earbuds blasting at me over a podcast that proclaims to be a comic book podcast. Sure. And they're saying they didn't know where this came from. If I know more than you, why am I listening? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, and that's why we do this show on Saturdays to bring you guys in to make us look smarter. So right, and so like you guys, <laughs> you, I always appreciate you guys because, like, yes, Joe, you have immense knowledge and background and all of that, and but you guys also never, you, you guys will always be like, hey, I didn't see this coming, but I looked it up, or you guys will actually stop in the middle of the show to Google something. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's called bad <laughs> editing, is what that is. <laughs> well, I mean, we're like, wait also, a minute, what? Really? Hold on, but, you know, long uh, silence. Like, tap 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 tap. <laughs> yeah, there it, it is. <laughs> The benefit, the benefit of having, uh, you know, uh, of having that comic shop, uh, that retail experience and the podcasting experience is that like Matt and I both come at it from a place of wanting to educate people. Yeah. Right. Not wanting, like we want people to find the things that they love. Like yeah, that's right. the whole point. Um, we, but we're not coming at it from a place of like, listen to all the stuff we know. It's like, no, check out all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Any podcast, that's how they should be. Right. Not, I mean, we just did it. We yeah. were like, I'm not reading Savage Avengers. Like, I'm making right. fun of it. Here I am making fun of it. I don't read it. <laughs> Somebody loves it. Tell me I'm wrong. And Todd Turner was like, shut up, Matt, or I'll kick your ass. And I was like, <laughs> right. take it easy, Todd. I was like, what's with the anger issues? And he's like, I swear to God, I'll kill your family. And he was like, Todd, Jesus, man. God, Todd, <laughs> relax, man. Uh, all right. Hey, JD, uh, if I don't uh, if I don't remind Matt, it'll never happen. But I'm short on time today. Yep. We got to move on. Thank you, friend. Uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Good guys. to talk to you, buddy. Brian Domingos, get in here. Todd, I'm sorry. Matt said all those inflammatory things about you. He threatened my mom. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to butter you guys up for a minute. Um, that before I get into the other stuff. Okay. Um, the, the, uh, the appeal of your show from a decade ago when I started listening was back when it was good. Two, well, it was, the, <laughs> it was the, the, you know, the actual, 
in-store comic shop experience, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, really important. If you're going to talk about the, you know, what, what does this book announcement mean? Right. You know, like you, Joe, you know, and, and Matt, you worked at one too, but like, you know, it's like Joe was there and, and doing it, you know, I think at a higher level. Um, and just like the ordering and like what a relaunches mean and what a bear, you know, all yeah. that stuff. It's really, it's like, it's good knowledge. And the other part, um, Matt was your technical experience where it sounds good. And, and that is, and, and now most, most podcasts sound decent, but yeah. you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, it was hard. It was super hard. 90% well, you know of them I, sounded like, awful. And so, yeah. you know, and, that, and, and that was the thing. It was like, you know, it's mixed and it's like, there's no, there's no distortion. There's no reverb. Like it was really well edited and really well put together. And it was like, all right, this is a good show where these guys know what they're talking about. I don't, I don't even know how I found it, but you know, I mean, I'm thousands <laughs> of miles away, but um, it just was like, okay, this is, something we don't know how anybody found us either, Brian. So it's, uh, no, we do. Remember, we, we had a show that was titled Horny Dads, and we put that out there. And all of a sudden, our, our downloads went through the roof. Well, uh, part, of it was, part of it was Horny Dads, yeah. Uh, part of it was also that Matt's wife, Casey, uh, she was uh, she read the, uh, there was, used to be a blog on USA Today uh, uh, called Pop Sugar. Yeah. Or Pop Candy. Pop Candy. Pop Candy. Uh, and uh, Pop Candy, the writer, was like, hey. Next week, I'm talking about comic book podcasts. I'm going to name my top five. Send me your recommendations, which seems odd. Like if you've never listened to them that you are already ready to make a top five, but whatever, regardless. Uh, Casey submitted us when we were only five episodes deep. And she named us part one of her top 10 favorite comic book podcasts. Yeah, it was wild. And, uh, That's pretty cool. And uh, like insane, like it just insane confluence of luck and Casey's forethought and, and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, it was, it was pretty great, uh, right. but, um, all right, enough of this you, sunshine up our skirts. But, uh, Let's I talk comics. Real, Come on. I wanted to real quick say, <laughs> just say one thing about how, like, even when we first got started before any sound equipment came into, into play, um, one thing that we had that I remember a lot of comic book podcasts of the age not having is that we were in the same room. Yeah. Uh, and so even though we were just yelling into Matt's MacBook, we were in the same room. Like there was no like Skype or, or like we didn't have to worry about phone, phone calls phone dropping. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that was, just came from the background of being uh, like recording records and studios and stuff. Like well, and, and you don't that do that shit thing, over you know, Zoom. It, we all get in the room it, and we play live and we isolate well, I, stuff. We, I mean, my point is that like, I think a lot of people that meet online that have podcasts, sure. they don't live in the same city. We lived and worked in the same place. Okay. So. The only thing I hate more than us is talking about us. So let's talk about comics. All right. Uh, <laughs> like, so the, the new, uh, uh, the new creative team for Detective Comics looks great. Uh, Love it. I'm, I'm and, so um, happy for that guy. I can't say it I enough. Don't know. Yeah, he's. I mean, I, I feel like JD talking about Kelly Thompson when I talk about Randy. That I like. I love everything he does, and I and um, he's just got this really interesting point of view. And his newsletter, it, it, he, I, I don't know if it's a Substack or whatever it is, but it comes out and it's a. He just has this way of writing, and it reminds me of like Young Warren Ellis and that like totally agree organic that organic figuring stuff out, but like look, the, his point of view is really specific. And it's not just like, yeah, I love superhero comics. He's like, I love storytelling and I yeah. love his, his genre, like touching of stuff is really interesting. And, um, I'm really psyched. I don't know that that artist can do a monthly book. So that will be 
you know, um, I hope they had a lot of yeah. Lead time. Albuquerque um, is amazing. That guy is stunning with his art. He is also definitely a guy that needs time to get it done it, because it, it's just the way he draws. It's incredible. But yeah, it's, it's we'll not. See. I mean, it's like, not a criticism. It wouldn't just, surprise I, I hope, me if he's on for the first six issue arc and then somebody else comes in. You know, or something yeah, like it's that. a four issue arc. I'm hoping they do like, you know, like that, and that's something that um, Starman did. Interestingly, was. Mm-hmm those times past fill in issues where it's mm, like, it's not yeah. filler. It's yeah. It's giving Tony Harris a month or two to like get caught up. Right. You know, and, and that I think is really important. And I hope that they do something like that. Um, related to Alba Corkway, um, the, um, IDW just announced nine, um, creator owned books that are coming out that they're publishing. That so they is did, the, yeah. the long time coming of, um, what Mark Doyle has been up to. Cause every month I'm like, where's Mark Doyle? Yeah. What's he working on? Cause it's <laughs> been a, and I looked and it was a year ago. It got announced. So I guess it, it took a year to get everything rolling. Yeah. So, this is that initiative uh, where like the, the main guy from IDW stepped down and they brought in someone else who's like, don't worry, we're going to still do creator own stuff. Mark Doyle was the editor at DC comics. Right. He helped like, revitalize the Batman franchise. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And so, yeah, he moved over to IDW and this is like a, a big push back into creator own work you know, IDW gets kind of a reputation as being a company that does 90% licensed books and then 10% books that you either haven't heard of or don't care about, Um, which I I know sounds dismissive, but that's, I mean, that's the case, unfortunately. Yeah. I I glanced through that part of the catalog because I don't care about Transformers or G.I. Joe or. Well, yeah. And then it's because it's not only is it like. Well, they're losing both of those. So don't worry. (laughs) But but not only is it like nothing but Transformers, G.I. Joe and whatever, but it's also like, and every book's got 18 covers. It's like, no, come on. I don't have time for this. And I agree, but here's the thing. It's a full page. They're doing that. They're doing that because that shit sells. And. People that are into Transformers, into those, into that art, they're buying it. So yes, but yeah, we're not. I agree. We're not worried about sales. We are right. worried about our own enjoyment. I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm, just, I'm defending I, I them want, for doing it. That's all. I'm looking for a comic to read, and I'm like, nope. They, so they don't get much attention. It's kind of like, I don't know. I I, dare, I barely look at Dynamite because I'm like, I don't know that there's anything there for me. But I don't know. There's any reason every, anymore. Dynamite. Every is once in like a while, there's a weird full titillation. Like, original That's graphic novel. Or something. <laughs> like James Bond and full titillation. You know? uh, well, they're all in on NFTs now, so yeah, you know, very cool. Oh, um, Archie Very too. Cool. Did you see that Archie comics? You can get yes, an NFT and fact, have something have something to do with the writing room. And I'm like, this is the most nonsense nonsense I've ever read. I don't they, even know what this uh, is. Yeah. Archie transformed their horror their horror Twitter account into an NFT account, and people are kind of upset about it. <laughs> the, the comic NFT thing, it, it's it just seems like. And I look, I admit, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, the NFT world and how it works, but it sure seems like it's rich white bro trying to scam everybody and make some money. And now comics, like a bunch of sweet nerds were like, I want to make money doing this too. And they're like, come on in nerd, do a bunch of free work. You'll make money. Box Brown, if you follow him on Twitter, has been very vocal about how these people rip creators off how terrible they are for the industry, how this is flash in the pan bullshit that it literally getting artists and, and writers even to work for free with the promise of some type of cash cow that's going to come in from this bullshit NFT. Now, I don't know if you watch the news or not, but Jack, who, uh, Pasibic or whatever his name is from Twitter, right? Ex-CEO. No, this, isn't that the... 
Which one is Jack Pasivic? Oh no, you're right. He's a different guy, but Jack, whoever. Right? He's, he's the, yeah, he's, he's the other famous internet right. um, idiot. But so this, yeah. he's the, he's the Twitter Tom. His first tweet, which was like literally setting up my Twitter account, hope this works or whatever sold as an NFT for like $29 million to some like Iranian billionaire. Right. God damn it. And that guy was like, I'm putting it up for sale. I'm guessing it sells for at least 50 million, probably more. As of Friday, it, the bid was up to $7,000. Now, I can't do that kind of math, but I can promise you that $7,000 is much less than $29 million, all right? That, <laughs> now, I don't know, see, Matt. You really don't know math. <laughs> this I, is one like, of the most famous people in the world, by the way. And this NFT is performing that way. So how do you think your Archie Horror comic NFT is really going to do? It, like, it, let's be real. It, it was at... I think it was at $277 at one point. Jack so Dor- uh, Dor- Dorsey. That's his name. Dorsey, Thank you, Mark yeah, yeah. Stern. Thank you. The, um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. A little, sometimes it's like old man yelling at a cloud. But it it's is. Also, so it like, is. But also like it's old, but I've been here before. Like I remember, like I, I say like, Every time I see Alf, I'm like Alf's back in Pog form. In like pog it's form, all right, exactly. It, totally. Pogs, Pogs, Pogs. This is Pogs. pogs. That's all it is. It, Remember how much money our Pogs were worth? Oh my god! <laughs> like, I still, I, I still have my Pogs. You, you could easily delete your NFTs. I still have my Pogs. That's so true. Pogs are more substantial than NFTs. I will give you a so, Pog. Um, you could eat it. You know. So and that's a win. There you go. You can put it in your mouth. You can <laughs> eat it. Little cardboard discs. Yeah. Brian, we got to keep moving, but it is very good. One quick. My just this won't surprise you. My answer of the week. Um, Starman, every version they've yeah, released. Yeah. Um, That's my two, answer as well. Um, I've got issues, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, and compendiums. I also um, have too many of them. I, I'm the the second, the second Starman compendium was not in the in the um, solicitations. But I did pre-order it this month from Discount Comic Book Service, so I don't know if that's going to get canceled hmm. or they oh. just made a mistake. But, but um, I have that. I think it comes out in July or something. That so, might be a printing um, or shipping thing. DC has had a lot of issues with like. Well, that's. I mean, Discount Comic Book Service is Lunar, which is DC, so maybe yeah. they. Yeah, it's you know it's right. assembly line stuff, but yeah. um, hopefully until I get my works. cancellation, it's it's on the books. So right on, Brian. All right, good to talk Later to you, brother. Us. Bye, Brian. Uh, the compendiums. That's one. That's uh, I have not purchased the compendiums, but um, I have not. I've got that. For, I've got that. They're a little older, thick for my liking, but they did the like a hardcover versions. Like I want to say, no, they did the 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 omnibus. Yeah, there's the omnibus books, which was six volumes. Um, of re- uh, they called them omnibus. They they called them the Starman omnibus, but really they were just very nice deluxe okay. edition hardcovers. Yes, gotcha. Um, that were that were very thick. The compendiums are more recent. They're kind of like the bone one volume edition. Gotcha. Okay. You know, where it's like, this is one through 40 in one book, you know, except Starman was twice as long as bone. So very be sexy. More than one of them. Very sexy. Yeah. Into him. Dan from Connecticut. I'm asking you to unmute. Do not let me down here. New guy. We know Dan. God. We know Dan. Swear God. <laughs> Dan. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you doing, up, man? Dan? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So, um, ah! Whoa! Uh, newborn in my arms here, so maybe ah, uh, thank you, thank you. I thought an animal oh, made you. a noise for a minute there. I was like, "What was that?" <laughs> right, I'm just gonna keep this quick, um, just to answer the question of the week. Okay. Um, so for me, it's I thought it was gonna be Final Crisis um, because it's my favorite comic story. Um, I know it's polarizing. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It is polarizing. But that's not the one I have the most versions of. It's actually Usagi Ojimbo's Grass Cutter arc. Awesome. So, awesome. Yep. I have floppies, the trade paperback, 
the Saga hardcover edition that Dark Horse put out, um, the IDW limited, like Eisner winning deluxe yeah, edition, which that was is awesome. super sexy. I have that one too. I love that. Version. Yes. And because we're a bilingual household, I just recently bought it in Spanish. Oh, cool. So I have that version too. Uh-huh, bueno. That is muy bueno. Yes. Um, so, okay. You said you, you said you had the floppies. Now are these yes. like first prints? Yeah. That's impressive. Those are hard to find. Thank you. Those are very well. Hard to find. Uh, the Dark Horse ones aren't as hard to find as the Fantagraphic series yeah. or the Mirage series. Yeah, that's so. yeah, that stuff. I have a couple of those here and there that like, and it, it wasn't even like actively, you know, seeking them out. It'd be the type of thing when we worked at the comic shop, collections would come in, and every once in a while, I'd be like, "All right, got to file this. Oop, need that. Okay, we may, oop, need that too. <laughs> you know, like, and then I'd we'd come to our boss and be like, "How much would you sell this for?" How long do I have to work it off in trade? Because I'm a slave, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. That's kind of how it is at my comic shop. I'll just go in there and flip through their back issue bins. I'm like, oh, here's one I don't have. Let me yeah. take that, guys. And and speaking of my local comic shop, um, they've had some really big issues of Lunar recently. A lot of um, yeah. oh no, a lot of shops have. Yeah, they, they actually um had to like put up a GoFundMe because Lunar was saying, oh, you owe us ten thousand dollars, even though you. Uh, my owner, the shop owner said that they had paid that invoice two years ago. So what? all sorts of weird billing crap going on there. So, okay. I haven't heard that. That's I've heard us. shipping stuff. Definitely. And I've heard oh people- shipping stuff too. Like they're withholding stuff because yeah. they're saying, Oh, you didn't pay this invoice from two years ago. And my owner's like, we have the receipts here. We have the check stubs. We paid it. And yeah, it's, it's a mess. I've also heard shops getting charged for stuff that was not delivered. And they say, yeah. we never got it. And they're like, well, we shipped it to you. I'm like, no, you didn't. You gave me an invoice that says it's here and we're supposed to pay for it. We did not get it. And they're Diamond like, did that oh, sorry, shit here time. it is. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like Diamond did that shit all the time. And we, all you would have to do is say, hey, look, we were shorted this. And you'd get credit or you'd get a replacement. Like, I don't understand like things get shorted from normal retailers all the time. I don't understand the pushback. Well, with all on, the problems that know, we had with Diamond and how like, and there's plenty of problems with Diamond. Don't get me wrong. And there shouldn't yeah. be one company that's in charge of all of this. I will say Diamond had their shit together for the most part. We got comics. They, they showed up. Yeah. They were there. Uh, well. Sometimes they were damaged. Sometimes we were shorted stuff. But when DC switched away and went to, lunar you know which is just like (laughs) some dudes with a shop that are selling stuff at a discount they're just not ready for this they weren't ready for it even with a reduced market they're not ready to do it and it's time for them to figure that crap out because all they're doing is punishing comic shops and when you punish comic shops readers don't care they just go well i wasn't gonna buy it anyway what do i care you know yeah i mean diamond had their shit together but then you'd get a box with a soiled chocolate candy bar wrapper. Yeah, I remember that. Every once in a while, it'd be like, hey, uh, look, somebody's keys are in this box. <laughs> like, all credit where it's due, they did service thousands of shops yes. on a weekly basis yeah. and mistakes were made, but of course mistakes were made. Um, right. they, they, needed a, they needed a stronger warehouse staff of that course. was better trained to handle the product. And they needed more quality control, but... Well, they hired orangutans. That was our joke. There was a bunch of drunk orangutans. Yeah, a bunch of monkeys. They fed them beer and cigars, and they, like, walked around bashing boxes. (laughs) Uh, It was like that movie Project X with Matthew Broderick, where they're, like, forcing the monkeys to do stuff. Yeah. Um, Chimps, Let's. They're chimpanzees. Chimps. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, they're apes. I get it. Every week with Um, this shit. God. Everything's a... Look, everything's a monkey, all right? Every, every, Every monkey's a monkey. 
but yeah, no, I, I'm sorry to hear that about your shop. Uh, give them a shout out. What's the name? Uh, it's a Heroes Legacy Comics and Collectibles in Manchester. Heroes Legacy Comics nice. and Collectibles. Do they still have the GoFundMe thing up? Uh, I think they closed it down. Okay. Um, they're in better situation right now, but good. It, it was really dicey for a while. They were really close to closing down. Well, we're not mm. smart or good looking, but we're real good at hurting people. So you let us know if they need somebody busted up. All right. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Dan. You have a good one, buddy. All right, Dan. Take care yeah, of that you kid. too. I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and invite Jim in here who normally closes out the show. Cause Michael, Michael Severe is right there. Michael's here. It's not raising his hand. He doesn't know how just invite. He Michael knows Severe. how. And last time we did this, he was like, I wasn't going to talk. All right. I'm asking him. Just there you go. Get him. Don't you know show up. If you don't want to be on the show, Mike, there you are. What's happening. <laughs> like I, I know how to raise, I am the, I am 52 years old, but <laughs> I, I am not the person who doesn't know how to run stuff. I'm a digital coordinator for an entire city. Listen you to this guy. You don't know how to run stuff? Listen to this guy. I'm just, okay, I'm dad. Sitting <laughs> I'm sitting here listening. I enjoy the show. I'm folding. I'm washing clothes. I'm cleaning the house. I knew I'd be away from the phone, so I didn't raise my hand because I didn't want, you know, told you, all Joe. of a sudden you come to me, I'm not there. I told you, Joe. Look, don't come into my Zoom. Don't come into the, don't come into the Thunderdome if you don't want to fight. It sounds better. It sounds better in the Zoom than it does over the Facebook Live. I don't know why. No, that is fair. It, that's like, definitely, Facebook Live, it definitely Because does. Facebook Live is garbage, but yeah, it's what I, we have, so. I will say this. Um, I don't want to go back and continue to kiss both your asses, oh, but <laughs> as, as someone Please do. We are very, we have very low self-esteem. I'm unshowered though. So I'm just fair warning. <laughs> Listen, I got bad knees. I could never get low enough to kiss your ass. That joke has layers. Yeah, that's I, double, I know it layers. does. It does. I have, um, so I have, I used to have a job that was, you know, fairly stressful because, you know, I was always on and I was always, you know, watching sports and covering stuff. And I, I was, it was the point where I just needed like, just to get away from it. And that's what you guys' podcast always was for me. It was just an ability to just listen to something. I certainly didn't know everything about, but just listen, learn, be, you know, I'd laugh occasionally, you know, Joe would say something funny or silly and Matt would purposely try to make a joke and it wasn't funny, but I'd laugh anyway. <laughs> and I would, uh, that's what it was all. That's what the show was for me. And that's why I continue to listen. Um, like I was disappointed this week. You guys didn't have the midweek thing. That's my normal routine. You know, that's a that's a good hour and a half walk with the dog. I was disappointed too. I was disappointed too. Yeah, it's gonna sorry happen. about that. Yeah, uh, you can thank our friends at Cox Cable for that one. So yeah, <laughs> you know what? Like we had those terrible storms, uh, yeah. and Bill Ranby was like, "Bad down the hatches, suckers. It, things are gonna get bad." And then nothing happened. And then the next day, out of nowhere, the internet went out. And it's like, what the. F- like it's not like the storm ended just 12 hours ago. Mad props to CenturyLink. My internet was fine. So yeah, exactly. well, CenturyLink. What's a month, baby? 60 bucks a month. That's right. CenturyLink. The Clink. That's why I hang with the Clink. All right. <laughs> CenturyLink wronged us at the beginning of our um, uh, uh, cohabitation, so we we sh- we swore them off. <laughs> All right. Oh, I understand. I get that. I get that. One one thing. Um, I know a lot of there are people have been criticizing episode three of Moon Knight. I'm not sure why, but just there are people at yeah, online that I've people got mad about it, and I don't. Yeah, it, yeah, I thought I, it was great. It, it the I, action, it got me excited for the rest of the series because I was kind of I liked it, but I wasn't overly excited. I can't wait now for episode four. It had all kinds. Of, I mean, the fighting scenes were great, excellent. Um, it was outstanding. Excellent. The, the Egyptian stuff, all the history stuff. I love that. That I'm really into that. I love the other gods coming in. I don't. I don't understand what 
what was missing? Was it was it too complicated? What was wrong? With episode uh, no, three? you know what? I, I I will say this that there was something about it, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but there was something about it that made me like it less than the first two. Mm. Um, which like isn't isn't to say that I didn't like it. It's just that like it ended and I was like, oh, all right. Um, but then I rewatched all three episodes this week and I watched right. episode three again and I was like, Oh, you know what? Actually, this is actually a very good episode. So I don't know. Maybe if it, maybe it's just the sort of thing where it's like this one needed a lot of, uh, maybe this one needed more attention because they were doing all the talky stuff with the gods. I think so. I also, I also think they're, they're doing a thing. If you watch all three episodes, the first one we're, we're meeting Stephen Grant. That is a Stephen Grant episode with yes. hints of Mark Spector. Second episode. Yep. We Mark. meet Mark Spector full on right. with Steven in the background. Third episode, yeah. Mark is here, but someone else is there too. And right. we don't know who it is yet. And they're introducing the idea of this third I'm not aspect. I mean, because uh, even Mark is maybe. like, even Mark, when he would like go into start yeah, to do know. something, he'd come out yeah. and be like, okay. I oh, I didn't do that. Well, There's a because, dead guy in front of me, you know. Or well, like, yeah, what the I mean, hell? The, the most of it was because Stephen had had forced his way back. Well, sure, but, but Stephen's there was not only one. There was people. one. There was one scene where Mark woke back up and he was pulling a knife out of a guy. Yeah, like Stephen's and, not doing and that. Stephen was like, I didn't do that. So yeah, um, but and Kanchu like, doesn't I, seem to know either. Like I, I just rewatched it yesterday. I don't think they mentioned it to Kanchu. There is, there is a scene where Mark doesn't know where he's at and Kanchu shows up and goes, pay attention. What are you doing? And he's like, uh, gotcha. All right. You know, Uh, I mean, yes, but I, no, I, I, I read that. I read that differently uh, than you did. I, I think that, uh, uh, no, maybe it's a third personality. Maybe, but I mean, it's, it has to be, we have six. We have six episodes and half of yeah. them are done. Right. So I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm unsure about them bringing in a third, uh, like Jake Lockley or whomever. Yeah. Um, and like I thought it, maybe it was just Conchu taking over and he's playing dumb about it or, or whatever. He doesn't want them to know he can do it. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know, but I've been wrong before. I, I definitely That's think it's a third personality. Yes. And definitely uh, a third person. And they said too when it started was each two episodes are their own like yeah. separate combination. So we got two Londons, we're gonna get two Kairos. So that was just the first part yeah. of a two parter. And then we'll get the last two, they'll be wherever. Maybe they go back to New York or something, or they go back to the United States. But the, this is the second part. This next week will be the second part. And like all the the early reviews that came out. So they, they sent the first four episodes to reviewers and all the reviewers were like, I didn't really know what was going on. And then something happens in the fourth episode that blew my head off. So we're, we're going to get something wild this next one. And I absolutely think it has something to do with this third personality. No question. Now the real bummer about Moon Knight. Uh, So Marvel put all their shows in for like Emmy nominations and stuff like that. And when like Loki went in, it was like, best series or whatever yes we now know that this is a limited series and there are no plans to do more because they submit right, there's no way series. a guy there's no way a guy like that right in yeah. my opinion oscar, oscar Isaac, Isaac, he's a busy guy uh, i mean yeah. i i think i think no plans doesn't mean never will it, but well, I'm, I'm not saying he yeah. might not show up in a movie yeah but I yeah I, I just think right 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 multiple seasons it's like any, anything is possible and i think that like yeah maybe they're not going to say yeah we planned this out as a three season arc because you can't do that with oscar isaac but you could yeah. do it with like 
Tom Hiddleston or Anthony Mackie. Sure. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that we'll see Moon Knight again. I, I just don't know how it'll be. Yeah. I'm uh, just saying we're not going to get another Moon Knight show proper. I don't believe this is so enjoy it while you can. He might pop up here and there, but yeah, Oscar Isaac, busy guy in Oscar nominated movies, you know, like he's got a lot on his plate. I get it. So Michael, good to talk. Thanks guys. Always. And I used to distract myself with your show to come and make myself feel better about the Huskers because all you ever did was apologize (laughs) for them. And all I ever do was get so upset. I would just like after every game and not like my dad would get upset or he'd be like, God damn it. I just get like really far away while I'd watch the games. And like my eyes would sort of like leave the TV. And sometimes I'd slump over. (laughs) And then I listen to Michael Severe and he'd make me feel better. And I would go, I don't totally agree with all this. And I think they're the worst team in the world, but thank you, Michael. I feel better about the Huskers. So. Well, you're welcome. This is the season. This is the season. Oh, they're stop picked it. To win the West. Stop they're it. They're picked to win the West. You see, FBI you're doing it right now. You can't do this to my heart. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. Later, man. Bye, buddy. <clears throat> Zach, get in here and say something perverted, will you? Come on. Hey, boys. How you doing? We're doing What's well. Zach? How are you, buddy? Uh, well, I'm making uh, things with my 3D printer right now. That I've oh, I saw the things. Right nice. Yeah. Can, can you put them in your butt? Yeah, actually, you could. Awesome. <laughs> like, um, that's all 3D printers should be used for, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> right? exactly. Why do you think I'm out one? Make cool butt plugs, people. That's all I ask. Come on. Hey, remember, if it doesn't have a base, it's lost in space. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you got to be careful. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Um, I, I wasn't calling in so much with something I wanted to talk about. I had a question for you guys instead. Way back in the day, um, I worked at a comic book shop for a short while. The one in the antiquarium that me and Matt Baum's friend, Matt yeah. Stampo, yeah. mm-hmm. worked down there. But I really didn't do much of the buying and selling. But there's always the trope of someone bringing in, you know, a beat up Archie comic that they want $200 for. Oh, yeah. Right. I was wondering if you guys had any good stories about people coming into your shop you know thinking they were going to pay for their kids college with their death of superman issue oh yeah hell yes all the time twice a week every week without story of somebody bringing something and it's actually worth a lot and they actually get a good surprise Mm. either of those so the second version yes and but they are few and far between and it it would always be like it was like Mm. a little old lady who like her husband had died or something. And she was like, I don't know. My kid said, bring this here. And we would be like, okay, yes, you have some really, really old, like faucet Shazam comics or something like amazing. And, and they and they were always like, you know, thank you for being honest with me and whatever. Cause I feel like a lot of shops didn't necessarily operate like that. I'm not going to name anybody, but there were definitely shops where someone would come in and be like, I don't know, I'll give you 50 bucks for the whole thing. And then they've got a $5,000 price tag on a comic book on the wall, you know, and yeah. we, we never did. Yeah. That. I mean, and there are shops like that all over. It's yeah. not, yeah. you know, there are shady businessmen everywhere, but well, I, uh, I had some magic cards that I tried to take to a local shop and I knew one of them was very valuable, like pre-release kind of like the first set. Yeah. And uh, the guy tried to, well, we don't want any of these, but I, I kind of need this one. I'll pay you 20 bucks for it. Yeah. And it was, that was kind of my litmus test of how honest mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No. Usually for comics, it would be like a large collection of stuff, right? Yeah. Where somebody's like, my kid had, my kid owned comics or my son owned, oh, my kid and my son are the same thing. Uh, my dad owned comics or whatever, or I inherited my uncle's stuff. And it's like, here's six long boxes worth of stuff. And you find like a handful of really cool things. But right. most of the time it was absolute garbage. Now, I, I will say for those of you 
looking to sell comics, if you go into a place and like you're not sure what you have or you know what you have, regardless, if that retailer isn't completely upfront with you and doesn't say, here's how this works. Yeah. I'm giving you 50% of what it's worth because I got to sell it and make some money for it. They should be right. completely upfront with that right there. Period. If they're not, walk out, put it on eBay, you know, call your shot, go for it. But there were definitely people that didn't get that as well. There are also, remember thieves, right. there was also thieves and we could always spot a thief when like 16 year old kid comes in in his twist head t-shirt or some shit. And he's like, uh, I got some comics I want to sell. And he sets down beautiful, pristine golden age stuff in like Mylar, you know, <laughs> that they absolutely took from their dad or their uncle, you know, or somebody, yeah. you know, <laughs> and we would be like, oh yeah, these are, these are really nice. And then like the whole plan was like, all right, just keep them around. We're going to get a phone call any minute now, you know, and it'll, it'll be from dad. It'll be from uncle. It'll be from other comic shop. We're like this kid just like grabbed a bunch of stuff and ran out of here, you know? And we'd be like, Oh yeah. Like, oh, let's, let's look these up. You really got something here. And we'd like call around. Hey, did anybody miss Anybody missing anything? And then all of a sudden someone be like, yeah, they yeah. just, uh, they just stole this from Dragon yeah, Slayer. Right. Uh, they literally uh, just stole this. It, from it Dragon was a, uh, one time an employee <laughs> of Dragon Slayer stole yeah. stuff and then brought it to us to, to sell. Um, like, what are you thinking, I, man? Like, I remember, uh, <laughs> have I told my insurance, fraud story on the show before i don't recall. if so it's worth repeating uh there was a guy and matt i don't remember if you were there at the time but there was a guy who came into the shop one day this was back at krypton he came into the shop it was it was night uh so he came in it was late you know and he was um he's like yeah uh my son and his friends broke into my house and stole a bunch of my stuff including my comic collection and i was like okay and he said, and so I'm trying to file an insurance claim and I need help appraising the comics. And I was like, well, I can't help you appraise the comics without seeing them. Right. But I can sell you a, like, I can sell you a price guide and teach you how to read it so that you can like itemize your list and whatever. That the stupid like, overstreet price guide. Yeah, overstreet price. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? What else are you going to do? I know, uh, I know. I know. And I was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. And he would look up at the wall and he goes, yeah, I had all those. The, uh, everybody knows that the back wall behind the cash register at a comic book store is where all the goods are. Right. Um, so he looked at the wall of key issues and he's like, yeah, I had all those. I had the one where Hawkeye joined the Justice League. Or no, he said Hawkman. He said, I had the one where Hawkman joined the Avengers. And I was like, oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember that one. That one was crazy. That's when he yeah, ate yeah. the Invisible Woman, like, oh, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, right? and so and like, and part of me is just like, look, this guy was a kid when he was reading comics. He didn't know no better, whatever. And But yeah, he kept making wild claims. It was like, yeah, yeah, I had all these. I had all of those. It's like, okay, great. So I got out the price guide. And I showed him how to, I took like an hour teaching him how to read the overstreet price guide. It's like, here's how you find the book. Joe's too sweet for his own good. He doesn't know when he's being worked. Uh, look, man, I, look, <laughs> I'm helping a guy out. He's a customer. Uh -huh. He spent $30 on a price guide, yeah. I, whatever. And he bought the book and he left. And then like a month or two later, a guy came in and he looked around. He came up to the counter. Um, so he had the, like, they were forms where you like itemize the items that were stolen right. and what they're worth, where you bought them, the date you bought them, sure. et cetera. And it was these like borderline illegible madman scrawlings of comic books. Comic books that like, there's literally no way on earth that of course. a person of course. could own. Yeah. Um, and he's like, 
Yeah. Uh, this is an insurance report from a guy who said he had comic books stolen. And he's like, oh, I think I helped that guy. And they were like, Joe Patrick, you're under arrest. And then they no. cuffed him and they took him out. And I was like, told you, he's too sweet for his own good. No. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at these sheets and and I'm like, look, uh, this guy is listing comic books that are literally like that are almost literally impossible to own. Like right. they are like action comics one through 10. Sure. There's like, it's like, there's like eight on the planet. Right. Like (laughs) some of those issues, this guy has listed comic books that are so rare um, that the likelihood that he's telling the truth is very slim. Um, And like, of course, all he did was write down the mint price. So this claim was millions of dollars. And so it's like 10 or 15 sheets of comics that the guy went through the guide. He found the most expensive comics he could find and wrote them all down. It sounds like genius to me. I mean, like, yeah, what, you what know, could go wrong? <laughs> and so he, uh, like he even like, he made up like a date, like where he bought him, when and where he bought him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the guy's like, I, I was like, look, man, like I, hel- I sold this guy, the price guide. He needed help. Like, turning in a claim. I didn't tell him what anything was worth. I just taught him how to read the price guide. And he's like, okay, great. That's good to know. Um, and they took the cuffs off Joe and he stopped crying. He settled down. (laughs) Would you be willing to testify to this? And I was like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so, um, I was hired by the insurance company's lawyer to go through the list and write down basically everything wrong with it. And then I went to court and I testified that like, yeah, this guy came in saying a bunch of wrong stuff about comics and he claimed to own the most rare comics on the face of the planet. And, uh, here's what blows my mind about that story. I got test. I got to testify in an insurance fraud case. We have a hail storm, right? My car gets dented and I call my insurance. I'm like, my car got dented in the hail. They're like, no, it didn't. You know, and they're, they're like, well, so hold on. I, I, I should I have said, oh, yeah, my Maserati got stolen. Yeah, I bought it five years ago. <laughs> I mean, well, how do well, they okay, go so, as far as going to court with this guy? Did they give him a check? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It, it was. Uh, or is it just they, a number? No, they, was, they were taking like, I think he tried to sue them. Like he they denied uh, his claim, okay. obviously. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. As, as frivolous and he tried to take them to court right and they were like no 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 no. you don't understand you're not fired we quit see now that's some and, balls and, there like and okay were like, I, I, think I, they were, I think they were counter suing him yeah and and like so yeah no it was like the insurance company was like this guy well, insurance fraud over a certain number is going to become a felony i mean of course so yeah oh yeah it was it was it was many many hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars wow okay, and well. uh yeah. So no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. But like, like that's just like, yeah, that's just one of the many like insane things that happened to Matt and I, that's one of them. That's so when we I, first learned Joe Patrick is a rat that will roll over on you. There it is. So quickly, here's, here's my thieving story. I didn't have a lot of expensive comics when I was like a teenager, like early teens, but I had a Hulk 340. You know, with the Wolverine, yeah, with the Hulk in his claw, and yeah. that was like one of my prized possessions. Todd I McFarlane cover, totally yep, kick yep. ass, love it. And um, I, so I had it. My my brother knew I had it and everything. One day I go look at my comics and it's gone. And I'm like, okay, I live in Fremont, Nebraska. There's one comic book shop, right? I know the guy, Kevin. You know Kevin, actually. So yeah. I went, I went and talked to Kevin and said, hey, this got stolen. He said, okay, I'll keep an eye out. Um, like a day later, he calls me. And he says, yeah, this kid, I don't remember his name. He gave me the name. I don't remember now. 
um, he brought in the comic. I told him, yeah, I don't have the money for that right now, but come back. I'll call you in a few days. So he called me and said, yeah, this kid has your comic. It was my younger brother's best friend. Mm. So I tell my parents and my brother at the same time, hey, guess what happened? And my parents are like, go get on the phone to hit to my brother. Go get on the phone, call him and get that back right now. I, of course, go in the other room and pick up the phone and kind of cover the receiver and listen. And I hear my brother immediately say the words, you idiot. I told you not to go to the one in, in Fremont. There's one comic book shop. Uh, so, yeah, of uh, course, my brother you know, <laughs> sold it to that kid. And I, mm-hmm. I did get it back with like 20 bends in the spine of course and Uh-oh. the corners like all just up like the kid opened it and looked at it and had no idea how to deal with the comic of course so yeah Fair so enough. my only my only like prize possession comic came back like completely trash i hope you beat the snot out of that prick i really wanted to God. uh but he was you know not the most upstanding kid but the problem was he had older brothers who were older than me who were a lot less upstanding yeah. who i believe are in prison now gotta okay. pick your battles well, there you go you know? there you go I yeah, pick your fights. The good news of kids like that is they tend to be their own worst enemies so yeah, they're, gonna, exactly. they're gonna mess up their life way worse than you ever will so thanks for hanging out nerds love you guys uh love you too Man, crazy talk today. Jimbo, get in here. Let's lighten things up a little bit. Uh, Jeff, hit. Man, you have to, oh, dark. Jeff, all I you know. should have to do is click the link. Yeah, it's at the top, Jeff. Come on, man. What are you doing? Scroll up. All right. Uh, uh, question okay. of the week. I don't, there's not a lot of different versions you can grab. Um, I usually buy like data books and art books of authors. Um, so I've been yeah. buying those hardcovers of Fist of the North Star that come out and they're super nice. I love them. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, gorgeous. So like, yeah, that, that one's good. And then like the Berserk has a really nice hardcover. Yes. Um, I have the first two leather bound uh, Berserk. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about Berserk the other day, actually, you and I. And yes, we were. one of those things where it's like, I just find it, it, the art is amazing. It is stunning. It is some of the greatest anime, you know, manga art out there. The lead character is impossible to root for. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. such an asshole constantly and like insane asshole where it, it's like there's never a moment where he acts human. <laughs> He's always an asshole. <laughs> well, you know, he does he does kind of come around, but, you know, you just got to slog through. Yeah. Know, a lot of money. Yeah. Like if somebody saves his life and they're like, are you all right? And he's like, I didn't need your help. You know, like, whoa. <laughs> all right. So last time we were on, uh, I, since I don't watch Netflix for anime, I don't know what's on there, but I did do some research. So I have a list for all these people out there. So we have Demon Slayers on there. Attack on Titans on there. Nice. Baki. Baki is a great machismo uh, action MMA style. Very love good. Baki. I love Baki. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Cowboy Bebop, the original Cowboy Bebop is on there, of course. And it's very good. Death Note is on there. Uh, that is one that usually gets recommended for non anime. Yeah. Watch. It's not really. Death Note it completely kicks ass. I love it. Right. Do not watch the live action. Do not watch Death. the live action. Yes. Do not. I, not. I think that safely translates to anything like we talked about this before, like anime oh, yeah. or manga related when they make a live action, unless it's samurai, unless it's samurai related, you're going to be okay there. Anything yeah. else. Just don't do it. Don't well, do it. Yeah, because I don't want people, you know, going typing in death note. I'm like, oh, there's a live action movie. Uh, no, no, no. But William Defoe, no, no, don't. don't. Willem Defoe is in death note. 
he voices the uh, he only does a voice of a CGI character. The, the Shinigami. The Shinigami. He's the death of the, he, yeah. he's the voice of the note. He's the Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Joe, de- Death Notes are owned by Shinigami, and this Shinigami, his name is Ryuk, and Willem Dafoe voices him, and and what it's fine because he's just doing voice work. His voice is yeah, the voice is scary. That was not the issue. The movie was yeah, garbage. yeah, the movie is terrible. God, it's terrible. Um, and then. Uh, Something to look. If you got a little more sports, we have Megalo Boxing um, is on there. It's one season. Second season just came out. Um, and all these I'm giving you guys. There's nothing. Demon Slayer, Attack of Time, will have four seasons, but everything else is like one season. Yeah. Two seasons. Yeah. So it's not a lot. I'm not gonna say, oh, watch One Piece or Naruto. And oh my god, Jim, there's ten thousand. Yes. No, no. Right. No. These are quick burns. Nobody has time. Yeah. And if you guys like more psychological stuff, uh, the promise Neverland is actually on there. Uh, I say just only the first season on there, which is great. Don't if the second season's on there, don't watch second season. Uh, I know that's like, what? Just, just watch the first season and enjoy it. This is exactly how I feel about the CW shows that people try and make me watch. Where they're like, oh yeah, 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 don't watch seasons four through nine. But uh, when it comes back to nobody ten, says that it gets nobody so ever, good. <laughs> nobody, nobody has ever said that. No, nobody yeah. has ever. Legends said, of the DCU. Yeah, they First say, couple seasons they are say, terrible. They, say, they just say you have to power through it, and then it gets good. 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 No, so like, and the then first, it gets bad again. But you no, know. For, the problem with Neverland is, you know, I just put it on there because the first season is the one run from the manga and the manga is very good. And then for some reason, season two, they went on, they totally just ended it and totally changed everything that was good about it. It was yeah, very odd. That's too bad. I did hear uh, that first season was very good though. And I, I have not watched that. So yeah, I'm trying to get some uh, other stuff. Yeah. So th- there you go. There, there, I, I now know it is on Netflix. You redeemed um, yourself. Thank you. This is all yeah. we ask you to do, Jim. You have one job, okay? I know. Be the anime job, manga guy. And there's, it's not like there's no. that much anime and manga out there. I mean, really. Right. <laughs> okay. No, Jim. Jim's other job is to make fun of us in the chat until it's time for him to come in. Yes, that's also like, true. Uh, so I appreciate that, his dedication to that craft. So, oh, yeah. You guys got really dark there for a while. I, and, we did. It did get and dark, then, and I apologize. And then that's Joe it. told the story about how he's a giant rat, which yeah. is very obvious. Joe's a rat. He'll rat you right out. I'm a, look, I am. He'll I roll am over all, so fast. I'm. Yeah, I can't tell him any secrets. Yeah, there's I'm, stuff that I'm, happens in the ziggurat that I just have to keep away from him because I can't. I'm like, <laughs> look, it's not like I'm, I'm protecting cha- him. I'm protecting me. All right. I'm, cha- I'm chaotic good at best. So <laughs> I'm going to do what's right. Jim, we're going to keep moving here. Good right, to talk to you. Guys. We had two me, last minute to get two last on. minute jump ins, including Mr. David Robbins. We have not heard from him for a little while. David, how are we you? We hear from him all the time. We haven't heard from him in like more than a month. Tell me I'm wrong, David. Good morning, gentlemen, Good. or afternoon. How is it going for you guys? Good. How are you Good doing? Morning. We haven't talked for a little while. How you been? We haven't. I've been working on uh, some shows for the past few weeks. So oh, I've been, nice. I've been pulled away from Saturday. So theater is, is up and running again. Community theater is up and running and, and doing some stuff in the Milwaukee area. So that's kind of nice. Kick ass. Good for you. And congratulations. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back from pandemic life. Happy to hear the theater. Thank you. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So first off, before I you know talk about it, whatever you know, I I, I, I want to talk about. Have you guys watched Vox Machina? No. Yes, no. Joe did, and so did, yes, we did, and we both. I didn't. We both agreed that it was not for us. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you I said didn't. you watched the first episode, and you're like, mm, no. no, I didn't watch it. That was you. Okay, you watched the first episode and and went. Mm. JD got a catch, however, watched yeah. it and really liked it. Yes, I. Awesome. My problem was, and I maybe it's a me thing, but I went into it thinking it was going to be more real play, and it's kind of just a. Sure. cartoon 
you know, like, and, yeah. and they're doing some funny stuff and it's clever or whatever. And there's sex and boobs and what, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but I, I guess I wanted it to be a little more of the actual real play. Like maybe we cut so, to the people and cut to the cartoon and, you know, shit like that. That's what I thought was good. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, I, I see where you're coming from on it. The first two were pre-stream. It's just kind of getting them to where they need to be. Um, the story that comes up in the end, uh, uh, in the, in the last episodes and in, in the, I, you know, I say the back half, but I mean, really two, uh, three through 12 is really where all the, the drama and everything comes from. Um, and it's not the real play. It's just the animated telling the story of their real play. Right. So I, I can see where you kind of Cohen expecting one thing and getting something different. Yeah. So, and people in the chat right now are saying like, Hey, I really liked it. I don't even watch D and D. I liked it. So cool. I still plan to check it out. I just, I just haven't gotten to it. Totally I keep fair. forgetting. Totally fair. Uh, there's so much, there's a lot of content out there and yeah. you can't get to everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? Like I spend most of my time watching old stuff, so I have no real excuse. Yeah. I've been rewatching, I've been rewatching psych, uh, while I draw at night and, uh, it's just a wonderful comfort show for me, but cool story. Uh, David yeah. Robbins, what else you got for us? <laughs> what is the question of the week? I, I have not done my research. We were Sorry. talking about, okay. So question of the week was stories or comics that you own in multiple formats, be it floppies oh. and trade, or maybe you have like an artist edition or stuff like that. Sure. Uh, for me, it's going to be the, uh, dark horse Buffy book. Um, it's, I've got the floppies, I've got trades. I've got some of the library editions. I didn't like, hear. I've got I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. The Dark Horse Buffy. Oh, the Dark Horse Buffy. Yeah, books. the okay. Dark Horse Buffy stuff. Gotcha. Yep. I I've love. Got, I've got the floppies. Usually multiple covers. I've got the trades. You know, because I don't want to necessarily pull the floppies out if I want to reread them. Yeah. I've got the libraries, most of which are still sealed. Um, but yeah, I've got those in in multiple formats. Are the libraries the ones that were kind of like reduced in size? No, the libraries are the increased in size. Yeah, they were the large. Oh, okay. Home. Yeah, the, the the giant big ass like you cannot put the you cannot read these unless you have like a university podium a lectern uh, yes. to put them up. Yeah. yeah, you need a lectern. Uh, otherwise, these are just unwieldy. Like if you tried to read this in bed, you would kill yourself if you fell asleep. Yeah, like it would just yeah. I so, think I so might those, be thinking those. of the uh, the the dark horse version of the omnibus. Like anything that was like a dark horse yeah. omnibus, I think is is slightly reduced in dimensions, yeah. and then they're they super thick. Both, actually, I have those too. Yeah, um, and they did. Though, they've done them for Star Wars. They did them for Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the size of like a trade paperback. If you go to uh, like the the novel formats for for books, like you yeah, have the yeah. uh, cover, then the trade paperback, and then the mass market. They're about the trade paperback size for like fiction. Gotcha. Yeah. And that, that Buffy, yep. that dark horse run. So good. God, yeah. I love that run. Oh, yeah. and then, but something happened and I can't, I'm not sure when exactly, but it definitely fell off. It got to a point where I was like, I don't think I'm enjoying this anymore. And, it, um, <laughs> and I want to say it was like, maybe like the season 11. Well, they, were, they weren't necessarily following season by season stories. They were telling their own stories. No, they were, but oh, it, con it continued after the show. Too. I have those too, but I'm also talking about the, the pre season eight dark horse books. Right. Yeah. The but dark like horse the, books that were, that were, yeah, that were doing their own original content. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. I've got all those in different formats, but like the season eight was really good. Um, it, it started weird because they had to, 
And, and it's unfortunate they named the bad guy of that whole thing Twilight. Yeah. Uh, when the when Twilight yes. really happened. Yeah. And they were they knew it was going to be Angel. They were just waiting for the the uh, licensing at IDW, not IDW at um. Yeah, maybe it was IDW. Where, it was where IDW. It was IDW. Yeah. Because yeah. IDW but, still has Buffy. Yeah, they they were waiting for that that contract that IDW to expire so that they could use Angel again in the Dark. Yeah. 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 Um, which is why they had. The, creature had a name in the first place it was a dumbest so, it was so weird um but <laughs> it, was so it was weird it was yeah weird. it was very weird I'll, t- I'll tell you that fray comic book that takes place in in the distant future um where they, like where there are no watchers there's no i'm gonna mute you here david because i think we're, we're losing sorry man big yeah time. we lost you completely and we got to keep moving because joe's got to get out of here so i'm gonna let jeff hit in we have not heard from this jerk in a long time and he was one of our favorite jerks in the whole world. Jeff Hit, how are you, buddy? I'm still a jerk. <laughs> that's good news. I don't want you to change. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's what we love about you. <laughs> Never yeah. change, baby. How you been? Uh, uh, I've been uh, I've been doing all right. Just kind of trucking through uh, the hellhole that is, you know, living in this America, this American life right now. This is yeah. why we read comics to get out of the hellhole, right? <laughs> exactly. All, all I want is a 15 minute distraction. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, I could, if I could watch a giant dude punch another giant dude in his underpants. Exactly. I'm, I'm, you know. That's all we need. So, so for question of the week, a- absolutely Astro City and Starman. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the. Oh yeah. Off. Astro City is a good one. Too, and, yeah. and then with the new Astro City, like the new on the buses, the, or whatever they're coming out with. One thing I really like uh, about that is the all, Metro books. Yeah. The Metro books. That's right. Um, which I picked up at the new legends. Um, uh, oh, shameless plug. Um, but, <laughs> uh, the, uh, all my Astro city trades are from all the different publishers they've had over the years. Cause they've moved from image to mm-hmm. DC to yeah. Wildstorm back. So none of them look good together. So, uh, when they came out with these new ones, they're like, Oh, these will all match. I'm a sucker for my shelf looking good. I'm going to buy so, it too. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm going to wait until I get a little too high and then I'm going to click that button and be like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so like you guys, I've, I spent a lot of time in retail. Um, I did a, a short stint of, at a couple different uh, local comic retailers, but then I also worked at Boris books and music. I used, oh, to yeah, work at right. a, I used to work at a religious bookstore back in the day when I was a lot younger. Um, and so that's the story I want to tell. I was working one Around Christmas time, we were really busy. I was at the register, and I noticed this guy come in with a cane, and he's limping with the cane. And he makes a beeline to the back of the store where, you know, in the wisdom of corporations, they put the really expensive Bible programs sure. all in the back where he couldn't see them. And so I'm talking to some customers and stuff like that, and I start to see him, and his jacket is now puffed out, like <laughs> gained 30 pounds. And he's limping. But he's limping on the different leg than he was limping on when he came in. Right. And the cane's in a different hand. Right. Oh, wow. And so, so I start going, sir, sir. And he's got his head down so he doesn't have to look at me. And I know he notices that I have come out from behind the counter at the register and I'm moving towards him. So he picks up the cane like he's Cab Calloway. <laughs> he lines to the door as fast as he can, hits the door with both hands, runs out the doors into the parking lot. And some reason, I'm dumb enough to chase a dude, you know, <laughs> out the door because he's running like I'm like a dog chasing a car, you know, like, well, I don't know what to do. So I'm out there chasing a the parking lot and I can hear him say, Willie, Willie, start the car. The fat kid's chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> really happened. Um, so I'm chasing him 
And the, he jumps in the car. It's like Dukes of Hazard. Like in my memory, I'm sure this didn't happen, but my memory, he jumps in. He slid over the window. Right, right, right. I slid over the yeah. hood, just yeah. jumped in through an open window. They start driving. Well, the guy, the getaway driver doesn't know how to drive stick very well. So he's oh stalling the car. There's a lot of holes in this caper. You know, like, you guys got to plan better. <laughs> so I, I, can't, I can't remember if they got away or what. Like, it's, it's been 30 plus years now or something stupid like that. But I still, to this day, no one's ever called me fat and made me laugh harder than this guy. Willy, Willy. Yeah. Chasing me. Yeah, you know, and he wasn't a Twinkie, and I was going after him. So you know, like fair enough. <laughs> I'm not a religious guy, but that guy's going to hell, right? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, we had that Bible software get stolen all the time, and I'd always be like, "What are they doing with this? Like, it's free." Well, <laughs> before you could get the Bible free for free on the internet, wherever you went, like if you really wanted it or anything else, right. like. Well, no, I mean, like you're a, also not dealing with, you know, uh, Dr. Doom in this situation. This is not a supervillain. You are dealing with no, I mean, a common like, criminal. You know, and th- these are the common criminals that would come to the comic shop. We would just be like, yeah. you could just see it on them. Like they'd walk in and be like, criminal. And they'd be like, hey, I got uh, some shifty stuff I want to talk about. And I'm like, of course you do. You're a criminal. Like, what do you need today, yeah, criminal? Yeah. All right. Um, Jeff, it is good to talk yeah. to you. We got a guy. Joe, get out of here. Yep, Joe's got to get out of here, and I'm going to shut it down here. I apologize. All apologies to Logan Drydale. You are our Matt Damon. This oh, week. was that Logan? And you're not going to... He just said Zoom user for me. Oh, no. I, this He's here now, I think so. Miss Brandt, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. Let's get into it. It's voicemail time in this ziggurat. Oh, this is our Morb report. Logan, this is Lord Stephen Master of Coin. So last week I had tickets to see William Shakespeare's Macbeth on Broadway, and I was really looking forward to it. It's from a director who had previously directed one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. Uh, It starred Daniel Craig and Ruth Nega as the Macbeths. It was going to be great. But unfortunately, a little bit before I was scheduled to go, Daniel Craig got COVID. Yes. The performance was, of course, canceled. Uh, So then I'm left with a day in which I had nothing to do because I had planned on making the trip to New York. And I think to myself, Lord Stephen, master of coin, what can I go and see that would be the same level of artistic quality and genius as Shakespeare's masterpiece? (laughs) And there's only one option for that, and that is Morbius. So yeah, Morbius. Is the movie as bad as the memes make you think? Not really. Uh, In terms of writing and directing, I would say it's not really any better or worse than Venom or Venom 2 Red Venom. The difference is that the Venom movies know that they are dumb. And then you can get some enjoyment out of that in the Tom Hardy and Venom dynamic. Well, Jared Leto is taking it very seriously and the whole movie falls apart as a result of that. The only person who seems to be having any fun at all is Matt Smith in his performance as evil British Morbius. (laughs) So I'm sitting in a theater and thinking this is quite bad, but nothing special. And then they're in the complex in the final battle. It's giant underground complex that exists under New York for some reason that I can't imagine would hold, but they're fighting. It's not going well. Bad CGI faced Jared Leto is fighting evil. Bad CGI faced Matt Smith. Right. And Jared Leto falls to the ground and a pulse goes out of him. And this is how that movie had been depicting his radar sense. And at that point, I know exactly what's ha- going to happen. Oh, no. But I say to myself, there is no f-ing way that they're actually going to do what I'm thinking they're going to do. 
and then they do it. So what Morbius does is summon the bats of New York City oh. to come to his aid. <laughs> God. And suddenly there are just hundreds of bats flying around this complex and they're flying around Morbius and he gets up. So I think the bats healed him somehow. Oh, God. And then I think there's no way he can get any dumber than this. And I'm laughing. But then he looks at the bats around his hand and you see Matt Smith leap into the air in slow motion with a spear that he's going to stab Leto with. And there's no way of putting this. Jared Leto becomes Avatar of the Last Batbender. <laughs> and he directs just a ton of these bats to fly from where they were flying around him to Matt Smith, Jesus. knocking him to the ground. <laughs> Allowing Jared Leto to stab him with a vial of poison. I cannot remember a time where I laughed as hard as I did (laughs) seeing this in the theater. I just cannot get past how stupid that was. Oh, wow. So all in all, is the film good? No, absolutely not. Is it worth watching? Yes, but only for that very specific scene. And I would just say at that point, find a recording of it online. Never been going to the movie. So yeah, that was more BS. Solid recommendation. See ya. Okay. So it sounds to me like not only did Sony not learn their lesson from Venom and Venom versus Grey Venom and then Venom versus Red Venom, we have Morbius versus Morbius again. Yeah. And if they're not calling it, if they're, if they weren't calling him, uh, the Matt Smith character, um, either lesbius. Yeah. Or <laughs> most bias. even Morbius yeah, or most bias. <laughs> it's Morbius. Yeah. It's Morbius and even Morbius but or like, most bias. So yeah, he's fighting the same thing. And w- w- how come Matt Smith can't do that? Like if he's the same thing, how come he can't make the bats? I don't know, do man. Shit? He's got a spear. <laughs> Why does he got a spear? And I don't Better no, question. Why do the bats hurt him if he's also a vampire? <laughs> like, there's so many problems here. <laughs> well, I mean, like being a thing doesn't make you immune to the thing. If you're a lion, you're not immune to lion bites. But no, but I'm saying like when two werewolves throw down, it's like they're not going to, you know, make each other into more of a werewolf or hurt it. Like they just well, have yeah, a werewolf they're, fight. They're not going to turn you yeah, into more. Of a yeah, wolf, they but heal you might or whatever. Molded. You might get mauled to death. And we also but, got like the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman miracle from Batman Returns a, where the bats exactly come and lick say. him and make him feel better. The, <laughs> I was going to say that the reason that the bats healed Morbius is that as they were swarming around him, they were spitting a little bit of blood into his mouth as they passed by. Oh, that's very just sweet like, of him. That's nice. Yeah, just like, like dad, and we'll help. He would, <laughs> yeah, right. Like a like a baby bird. Right. They were ba- they were baby birding him. Uh, so it's and, not a Catwoman uh, thing. They didn't lick him better, or like. Uh, no, they breathed into her mouth. The cats gave Catwoman mouth to mouth. Oh, that's right. Pfeiffer mouth to mouth. That's right. Um, but I mean, yeah, she was dead. Um, God, that's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Wow. I can't wait to see it. So okay, the other thing, and he's right. A lot of the reviews were like Jared Leto just took this way too seriously. Now. That's what Jared Leto does. Like he just made this show with uh, Anne Hathaway on Apple, you know, about like the. Yeah, where he never broke character. The yeah. couple that like, you know, they, I don't know, they're some startup. We've got a million startup shows on right now. So I can't even right. keep them all straight. But like she was even like, 
take it down a notch, Lito. Like this is look, man, we're just uh, we're making like, an Apple show. Chill out, you know. <laughs> it's like a we we crashed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we crashed. Crash? Yeah. It, like he's he's a method actor. So when you hire Jared Leto, this is what you get. When he was yeah, on the like, Dallas Buyers many, Club, like he yeah. carried himself as a woman for months. Because to stay yeah. in character, that's what he does. Bro, and when he was when he was playing the Joker in Suicide Squad, he like mailed used condom. He like sent gifts full of used condoms to Margot Robbie and shit. That's like okay. Yeah. At a certain point, it's you've like this is now you've committed a right. crime. Um, I'm just saying, just want, Jared Leto. How many can't how be many faulted for being bats, Jared Leto? <laughs> how many dead bats did Jared Leto? male to his castmates during right. the making of Morbius. Um, and even Matt Smith, like in interviews, they were like, tell us that you're like, did you have fun or whatever? And he was like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I had a good time. It was, a, it was, it was a real experience. Yeah. And they're like, what's it about? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't really know. And they're like, well, tell us about your character. And he's like, I don't really get my character. <laughs> like you, you were in the movie, you acted it. You yeah. did this, right? He's like, like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Uh, like, yeah. I am, uh, I showed up, know, I read I'm, the lines. I did the thing. I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> I'm a uh, most Yeah. All right. Let's move on. All right. Jared Savitas, Willie oh. Toots. I was just introducing. Oh, you're saying it's Toots time. Yeah, it's your time. This is my uh, answer to the my very own question of the week. This is Willy Toots. <laughs> um, back in the mid to late 80s, at the comic shop, I discovered this single issue. was kind of a, not a prestige format, but what do you call those, you know, like Marvel Fanfare. It was nicer. Oh, yeah. Uh, nicer paper stock. Uh, at DC, they better. called it Baxter paper, but I don't know if they like, and, but yeah, it's um, just a higher quality of paper. had that little Marvel Comics Group logo up in, in the upper left corner, and it wasn't peppered with ads throughout. It was Robert E. Howard's Red Nails. Um, I think the official indicia is just Robert E. Howard's Conan, but it's the Red Nails story that was originally published in... Savage Tales, um, one in issue one and two. Uh, unfortunately, I do not own those as actual physical books. But, anyways, um, yeah, this was my first exposure to the story. Okay, but since then, um, I've acquired it four more times. Um, wow! I have a Marvel Treasury Edition Conan the Barbarian number four has red nails. That's actually the first time it was ever reprinted was in that Marvel Treasury edition from the 70s. Then um, when Dark Horse got the license, they reprinted it as part of the Savage Sword of Conan volumes, the little mini phone book volumes. It's in volume one. And then uh, Marvel got the license back and they put out Omnis. And so the Savage Sword of Conan... The original Marvel Years, Volume 1, contains Savage Tales 2 and 3 in the entirety containing the Red Nail story. And then, of course, I done went and got the Genesis West Artist Edition, original art page editions of... uh, Red nails. It's those big, gigantic, huge, oversized scans. I remember those. Yeah, big, sexy Barry Windsor Smith art. I actually have not cracked 
the plastic on this thing. I can't bring myself to open it. <laughs> For shame, right? Anyways, it's Red Nails. I own that story the most. Oh, and then a Blaze Comics. They, the very first um, story they did in the uh, Sumerian line was red nails and it's a great adaptation it's gorgeous it's super strong for being like their first offering in their sumerian line um, wow. so if you count that that's six versions of this story that i own in comic book format can't wait to hear everybody else's answers uh, bye <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Um, yeah, good so answer. Go to uh, if you go to our uh, Google to edit nerd. I've got a page open with this Conan the Barbarian Red Nails, and it is um, it's somebody selling it like the old one on Amazon, and I recognize these Marvel editions, and they look to me like epic books, but this is definitely Marvel. I like I remember these. They were sort of not like prestige. They weren't bound, but they were definitely nicer paper. And had like really nice covers and shit like this. And I can't remember what. Oh, were. yeah. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Like are these like bookstore editions. I think they called or? them. I think they just called them special editions. Something like that. Um, Because like they did this for others. Like I remember they did. A, they did a Star Lord reprint series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was in this this same format. But yeah, they're not prestige. They're they're regular comics, but they're on different paper and uh, the production values are higher. They're a little bit more expensive uh, than the comics were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just called Marvel special editions. All right. Let's get to our answers and let's get the hell out of here. Uh, well, my answer, my answer is Starman. Um, like I, I even, even still today, even though I, I've given up my collection, um, I, I still own, uh, inherited from Big Mike. I own a full run of the individual comics and all the tie-ins. I own all of the original trades, which are out of print, but also for some reason incomplete. Like they didn't reprint yeah. every issue. What yeah. the hell is that? It jumped around and it was really dumb. It's the, they reprinted every, they reprinted every issue of the normal series except for the times past issues. Yeah. And then also some of the specials aren't in there. It's like, why, why would you do to believe that they were going to do a separate times past but collection that just didn't happen or something they did it they did a separate time volume four is times past but they only did like four or five of them yeah i remember that and then they never did another one and there's like 10 volumes of that DC and like it's built, a it's a complete set but there was a time and i want to say it was probably like mid 2000s where dc's like their trade paperbacks just didn't make any sense and I remember when we were filing them on the shelf and stuff, we're like, what is the order? What do we do here? Because there was before that, it used to be like one, two, three, four. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, here's some of this. Here's some of that. Here's some random Batman stuff. Here's yeah, a bunch I don't, of I, I, suicide. I'm trying plot. to remember, like, but I don't know. I don't remember the Starman trades actually being numbered. I think they were in or they were just by name and yeah. I put them in order, be, you know. Yeah. Cause that's what we did anyway. Uh, so I, I own those original trades. I also own the omnibus editions in hardcover, which were not like Marvel omnibuses. They were, um, they were similar to DC's deluxe hardcover line, but mm -hmm. they, they were, uh, more content in them. Yeah. So the, the whole 80 issue series plus tie-ins, uh, fit into six books. Um, those are also out of print and they never finished printing them in soft cover. So I'm really sorry about that. Uh, good luck finding them. Yeah. Um, DC was terrible at that shit for a long time. God. Yeah. It just I, used to I, drive us nuts. I, 
uh, I like to take credit for the existence of the Starman Omnibus because um, when I went to the DC uh, the uh, Diamond Retailer Summit in Las Vegas, I met the guy that was in charge of DC's um, reprint line. And I said, you know, I mentioned like Starman. I would have punched like, that guy in the face and just be like, look, yeah, I got to hurt somebody. I was like, oh man, like I would just, I would, I would love, I would love it if you did like a more comprehensive like collection of Starman comics. Um, and then, I mean, of course it was many years later that the Starman Humdebus books came out, but um, yeah, Starman. I, I own it in uh, three different formats, which isn't as many as some other people. But, uh, you know, for a guy that doesn't collect comics, I own the same series three different ways. So my answer is Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It was really like the first Batman comic that I read because I was just strictly Marvel guy growing up. And that's all I wanted to read. Pretty much like X-Men, Fantastic Four. That was all I would read. And a buddy of mine in eighth grade, I think it was, gave me like some crappy, you know, reprints of it or whatever. And it just melted my brain. I loved it. And so went and bought the, you know, the trade paperback, read it, burned through it, melted the pages. And then I later on went and bought, you know, first printings of it because I like I had to have this. I loved it. it. It made me need Batman. Later on, I bought a hardcover version of it that was out, really sexy hardcover version. Uh, we just talked about Big Mike. He gave me a leather-bound edition of it that he has, and uh, along with a Killing Joke uh, leather-bound edition, too. That's just gorgeous. Absolutely yes. beautiful. Like, yeah. it had, like They were purple. and one The yeah. Killing Joke one was purple. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't The Killing Joke. It was The Greatest Joker Stories Ever Oh, told. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and like The Killing Joke was obviously yeah. in there. But yeah, it was it was something that you could find in trade, but in yeah. very, very limited hardware. And it had like, it was like gold lame pages like on the edges. It's beautiful. So sexy. And then, uh, of course, like got the Omnibus edition when that came out. I, I don't even know how many different versions I have of it, quite honestly. I know I have two different floppy sets. One's in really good shape and first printing that I paid a good amount for. The second, the other one is whooped because it was like the first one that I bought when I was a kid, but I still have it. I'll never part mm -hmm. with it. it. I have so many editions of it. And if they do another sexy edition, I'll probably buy that one too. I love that. <laughs> it's yeah, just, I mean, it was fair. like my first Batman story, really, which is ridiculous. But hey, everybody's you were every, a Marvel guy. Every uh, every comic is somebody's first. That's the rule. That's never. Forget. But that wasn't your first comic. But yes, you're it was right. my first Batman comic. Yes. So, uh, so to confirm, um, they were called Marvel Special Editions, okay. and uh, I found an article about them, and I can post it if you want. But they are it is confirmed Marvel Special Editions, and their existence is due to Marvel just thinking they were printing cash, and they were right. Of course, yeah. Um, so like their existence is just greed. It's greed. Well, well I mean, um, that's what all these comics are like. Well, no, not really. Like they, this, this Marvel. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Like they're they're obviously a, a, a for profit endeavor, but right. like no, this was according to this article and the and the guy being interviewed in the article. It was I think Jim Shooter actually they that who uh, is a quote from Jim Shooter. They called it junk publishing, and it included stuff like the No Price book, the Fumetti book, oh, okay. and the special edition reprints. And uh, it's they came about because 
the company commanded Shooter to generate cash any way he could, and that was part of it. <laughs> that was Jim's job, though, you know? I mean, come on. Somebody's got to pay the bills. It's not really Jim's job. He's the editor. <laughs> Editor-in-chief. Uh, but yeah, so all those all those fancy reprints, and they were on nice paper. Like, yeah. It's, it's because Marvel was trying to make that bank. Fair so. enough. All right. All right, before we get out of here, let's set these kids up with a new question of the week. Uh, word on the street is Toots is going for the Goocher here. Oh, shit. Not careful. He's going to have three in a row. So <laughs> Is this his third one? No, this is his second. He's going for the Goocher. He doesn't okay. get the Okay, well, Gucci. here we go. This week's question, submitted by Willie Toots. I just reread Batman Year One and The Dark Knight Returns. Talking with others about them brought up their sequels, and consensus is those stories were bad and disappointing. Lightning doesn't strike twice, they say. But what is an example where it did, where the follow-up story pulled it off or was even better? Like when, you know, Infinite Crisis blew crisis on infinite earth out of the uh, my uh, my immediate answer was when secret wars 2 outshone <laughs> yeah. secret wars 1 yeah it is made secret wars 1 look nice try you know <laughs> yeah i love it it's a good one yeah this is one i'm gonna have to noodle around because just like we said we can name terrible ones all day but there has to be some good ones there has to be i just said right to kick and so like don't don't worry so much about the sequel being like the godfather 2 of the right. comic book world right it's like is the sequel as good at least as, uh, as good or better is where we're going there. as good or better yeah. correct i love it okay we'll do it next week this wednesday we're back to reviewing new comics join us for that we have a patreon extra we're not sure which one's going to beat us yet but they're both going to be totally awesome and we love everybody that supports us on patreon because you pay us to love you all right that's what that's important. not why we love you that's yes. why matt loves don't you. listen to him okay but for now let me get out of here my name is matt bomb my name is joe patrick this is the two-headed nerd signing off <laughs> <laughs>